responsibility. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. Let it say again, amen. amen. One more time, let it say amen. amen. In the book of the Second Kings, chapter 3, the title of the message today is Overcoming Evil with Good, once again. Our message today is overcoming evil with good. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans 12, 21, hold your place and let's go there. But the Bible says there that be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And that's what we're going to talk about today is overcoming this thing called evil. Because this thing called evil is taking too many people. We go a little way, then we fall back. We go a little way, then we fall back. We go a little way, and we fall back. You can't make it like that. We can't make it like that as a team. We can't make it like that as an individual. Those that draw back, the Bible says any man put his hand to the plot and look back is not worthy of the kingdom of God. Not even worthy of it. You know? Now, I'm proud of some people up in here. I'm proud of all of you. But I am proud of some people up in here because they, they stood the devil in the face and told them, no, you're not going to keep me out of my service worship. They stood flat-footed with the devil. They've done more than most of you had the strength to do. Most of you that's been here the whole time. But they stood in the face of the enemy. And, they, and see, this is what we need to do in this nation, is stand up. Once we stand up, what I've seen is, once we stand up for what's right, the enemy backs up. But Christians cower down too much. And because they cower down, then they get steamrolled. You understand what I'm saying? God is watching the moves that we make for him, especially. And there's a reward, great reward, that's coming forth. I want to talk to you today about overcoming evil with good. In the Old Testament, there were these three kings. One named Jehoram. One named, he was the son of Ahab. One named Jehoshaphat. He was a good king. And another one was named Misha. He was a Moabite. All three of these were shepherds. I'll prove it to you in the Word. Now, the thing about overcoming evil with good is good got to know when to stand up to the evil. You see? Now, Jehoshaphat, he was a great, great man of God. But Jehoshaphat, like many leaders today, had one problem. His weakness was he connected himself with evil shepherds over God's people. That was his one problem that he had. 
Other than that, he was a great man. He was a great man of God. But it's always good also along the way to have somebody that's got the spirit of God in them to say, hey, let's seek the Lord on this before we go any further. It's always good to have that. Let's deal with the text. Let's let the word of God do the speaking to us to challenge us and show us what it is about this evil day that we're living in and how we have to overcome it with good. Just keep doing good, people. Just keep doing good. Second Kings, chapter 3, verse 1, beginning. It says, Now Jehoram, Jehoram means retreat. He's the son of Ahab. Ahab is word means father's brother, but it really means wicked. Notice Jehoram was the son. He was a builder of wickedness. And he began to reign over who? Israel in Samaria. Samaria represents the watchtower of your soul. He was a shepherd over Israel. Understand me now, he was a shepherd. Anybody leading God's people are shepherds. He was a king over Israel, a shepherd, a leader over Israel, but he was wicked. He was wicked. Tell you where the church is today. Now, Israel means he who shall rule as God. And it means soldier of God. Well, Ahab's son, Jehoram, his name means retreat. That means that he was backing away from his duties to lead God's people correctly into warfare. In the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah, Judah means praise. Here is another shepherd of God named Jehoshaphat. The word Jehoshaphat means that God has judged. And here he is. He takes and Jehoshaphat is a shepherd of God's people that are in praise. Still God's people, another leader. Leading another shepherd, leading God's people. And he reigned 12 years because he had the divine purpose of God with him. God says, I inhabit the praises of my people. Now, verse 2 says, and he wrought, he's talking about Jehoram here. He wrought evil in the sight of the Lord. But not like his father, who was Ahab. Now, his father was treacherous. He was just pure wicked. And like his mother, for he put away the image of Baal that his father had made. But nevertheless, watch this, he cleaved unto the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which had made Israel to sin, and he departed not there. From. I want you to go with me to 1 Kings 
Keep where you are. Don't forget your place. Go with me to 1 Kings 12, starting at the 26th verse. Notice Jehoram, or Jeroboam, he cleaved, uh, 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 Jehoram cleaved to the sins of Jeroboam. Let's go and see what the sins of Jeroboam were. 1 Kings 12, starting at the 26th verse. Are we there? Let's take a look at this guy. And Jeroboam, verse 26, are we there? 12, 1 Kings 12, verse 26. And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now shall the kingdom return to the house of David. If this people go up to do sacrifice in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then shall the heart of the people turn again to their Lord, even to Rehoboam, king of Judah, which they shall kill me and go over to Rehoboam, king of Judah, which is king of Priest. Here's the problem. Here's what happened. The 12 tribes are split. Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, had taken on Judah, which consisted of about two or three tribes. Now, Jeroboam had taken what they called the northern kingdom of Israel, the last ten tribes. And he was afraid fear will make you do things you ain't got no business doing. Amen. You see, that's what his problem was. That's what the man's problem was, Jeroboam. His problem was fear because he said, now, I can't go back. And let my people go back. You know, this church over here saying to this church over I can't go. Because they'll take my people. You understand? Same thing. These are shepherds. These are shepherds. See, this is what gets a lot of folk in trouble right here. Leaders. And he said, if the people go, verse 27. He said, they'll sacrifice, you know. And they're hard to turn away from me. In other words, I won't have no church. And verse 26, 28 says, Whereunto the king took counsel, and look what he did. He made, daddy go with that dad blame calf again. What is it with these calves? He made two calves of gold. Now he's in covenant, right? He's in covenant with this thing. Now, now this calf, this calf is the same calf or model of the calf that was built back during the time of Egypt in the wilderness when Moses was up on the mountain. The first thing they did was they built that calf. Why were they so crazy about a calf? Because that calf was the chief Egyptian god of Egypt called Apis. A-P-I-S. Now, what was happening was when Israel, when they were in Egypt, they was worshiping Apis. That's how they knew about it. That's how they knew about that's how they knew to make the golden calf. You see, a dog will always return to his vomit if he don't never learn how to eat something different. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can't go somewhere that you don't know to go. You can only do what you know to do. And knowing just ain't not head knowledge. Knowing is doing, standing up. Like those individuals this morning, standing up to what's right. What goes on here, and it tells us that they made these, he took counsel. 
and he made two calves. In other words, he became in covenant with this Egyptian god named Apis. And he taught his church, his people, to do the same thing. He's a shepherd now. He's over God's people, right? Mm -hmm. He's over Israel. And he said unto them, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. This is how he tricked the people. It's too much for you to go up there. We're going to do this over here. He had an ulterior motive. Behold thy gods, he says, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. See there? See there? Now they done gave, he's giving claim to a false god for bringing Israel out of Egypt. Deceptiveness, cunningness, lies, sorcery. And verse 29 says, and he set the one in where? Bethel is the house of God. He set that thing right up there in you. That's why you got to be careful about what you hear. What you let the counsel, the people you're listening to, the things that you're listening to, the things that you're seeing, the things that we're involved with, you know, we got to be, because it shuts up that golden calf inside of us. And he set one in Bethel. And then he set the other one in Dan. And Dan is the place of judgment. So when we do that, we place ourselves in a place of judgment. We place our own self. God don't have to do it. We do it ourselves. From the moment that we take on Apis, the golden calf, you know, things of the world. That's the Egyptian God. That's the Egyptian God. As soon as we do that, we bring judgment on ourselves. For the people went to worship before one, even unto Dan. So instead of going to Jerusalem, the city of peace, what did they do? They set up that demonic spirit, that false god, Apis. They set it up in Bethel, the house of God. And they set it up as a place to be judged by. And he made a house of High places. See, now they've got everybody running at the wrong thing instead of running at God. They're running at all the high things, you know, them high places, you know, those things that the world counts you as being successful with. They got everybody, church folk, running at. Now, these are shepherds now. Now, these are all shepherds here. We're talking about, we're going to be dealing with three shepherds here today over God's people. It's three spirits. In God's house. You've got Mesha. And we'll get to him in a minute. That's that Moabite shepherd. You've got Jehoshaphat. Which means God will judge. And then you've got Jehoram. The spirit of Jehoram. Jehoram means retreat. Or God is exalted. You know. High places. Didn't he set up the high places? Jeroboam. And didn't Jehoram follow the same way that Jeroboam did? High places, you know, set them things up high, you know, like them cars, you know, like them phones, like them wives, like them husbands. You know, them things that we set above God instead of trying to please God. We, we go to a damnable source and go to hell because we fallen either a, a, a man that ain't leading you right or a man falling a woman like Ahab. A Jezebel. That's right. And there's a whole lot of Jezebels in the church. A whole lot of them. And let me tell you something. It ain't all wearing a dress. So let me get that straight too. It's a spirit. 
It's all controlling, conniving, non-conforming spirit. Three spirits that are in the church. The spirit of Jehoshaphat, that's a good spirit. The spirit of Jehoram and the spirit of that stinking Moabite leader. And we got a lot of them. Now the word of God goes on in verse 31 and says that, And he made a house of high places and made priests of the lowest of the people. Look here. He made priests of the lowest of the people which were not of the sons of Levi. In other words, that's just like I'm coming up in here and me making officers out of people who live in any kind of way, doing anything, and you understand this? It's the exact same thing. The exact same thing. Making, making leaders, officers, priests, that are not even saved. And putting them in positions and they ain't even saved. They ain't even a Levite. A, a, you know what I mean? That's all he's saying here. And Jeroboam, number 32, said, And Jeroboam ordained a feast in the eighth month, a new beginning for them, in the fifteenth day of the month, which unto, like unto the feast that is in Judah. The devil knows how to mimic praise. You see people mimicking praise all the time in churches. But it's a false praise. And he offered upon the altar, look at him, so he did in Bethel sacrifice unto the calves that he had made, that he had made. And he placed in Bethel the priest of the high places which he had made. Well, first of all, under the old law, if you wasn't a priest, you couldn't offer sacrifice. Couldn't do it. What business did Jehoram have Sacrificing anything on the altar. That, don't you know that's what got Saul in trouble? He was out of his place. He was doing things that what he wasn't ordained to do. And then he had all of them people around him that wasn't ordained to do it either. Because they weren't even saved. Look at Isaiah 56, 11. We were talking about this uh, the other day, and God just brought it back. Vernon and I was talking about, Minister Vernon and I was talking about this the other day. He brought it to me, and God brought that thing right back around. Isaiah 56, 11. Now remember, Jehoram, he was doing the unspeakable thing. He was conniving God's people. That's what he was doing. Are we there? Look at the word here. Let the word speak for itself. It says in verse 11 of Isaiah, the 56th chapter, Yeah, they are what kind of dogs? Greedy. Greedy dogs, which can never have what? Enough. And they are, what did he call them? Shepherds. He called them shepherds. Huh? That cannot understand. See what you've been following? They all took their own, looked down to their own way, every one of them. Everyone for whose gain? His own. And for his quarter. You got to remember two things about this spirit out here in leadership. It's greedy and there's a bunch of dogs in it. Straight up. 
Don't touch my anointing. Well, get anointed and I won't touch it. Get anointed and I won't touch it. But until then, I'm authorized to touch it with the truth. Now, you won't back me up, Holly, about don't touch my anointing because I'm anointed. And I ain't never been there. I touch anything. Money dirty, when it touch my hand, it's clean because the anointing is on me. You understand what I'm saying? You can't take that money. You a fool. Jesus said, make ye mammals of unrighteousness. Amen. That's rich folk. So, because when church folk throw you away, they'll be there to hold you up. That's the word of God. You so holy, you can't make friends with sinners. They got some money. Well, how you going to keep the thing going? Why you think Jesus? Je Luke, the book of Luke. Them girls, demonic priests. Some of them was a prostitute. They were rich girls. They took their money. Read the book. They took their substance, their money, and what did they do? They paid Jesus' ministry. Ministry costs money. Read, read the book. Read the book. He didn't go to the Pharisees to get it. It was them sinners that gave him the money. That was them girls that had laid down on their back and worked hard for their money. Now, let's get real with this thing. Got these church folk running around here and them girls out there working hard. And we talking about them like dogs instead of trying to help them. Because they'll help you. They done made the money if you could ever get them turned around. When Mary Magdalene had seven devils in her, she was a prostitute. When she came to Jesus, don't you know it was a Pharisee that sent her to Jesus? And do you think she came to Jesus to say, twinkle, twinkle, little star? She tried to get him. Virgin blood. Tried to get him. But what did Jesus do? Turn that whole thing around and got us saved. Amen. You see? Because Jesus wasn't interested in that. You see, Jesus was interested in her soul. He stayed focused. He stayed focused. You think Jesus, the Bible says he was tempted in every way. As any other man. But we want to look at it like Jesus was. You know what I'm saying? See, we got this idea about Jesus that the church done planted this picture about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus went through hell like all the rest of us. He just stood the test of time. Huh? You got to do is read the book. You'll see what kind of hell a man went through. He walked through hell with gasoline drawers on and never got burned. And brought some up out of there with him. The Bible said they greeted dogs. Let's go back to 2 Kings. Verse 3. 2 Kings. Verse 3. Over there. Nevertheless, he cleaved unto the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. We've we, we seen what Jeroboam did. Which had made Israel to sin, he departed not therefrom. Now, watch this. Look at verse 4. Here is that other shepherd. Somebody say the other shepherd. Other shepherd. 
That's the third one. He's a Moabite king. Oh, he's full of incest. Yeah. Because his daddy was Lot. And his mother was Lot's only daughter. Moab. See, he the king over them. This is what he liked to do. Omisha means welfare. Omisha liked to put the church on the welfare system. That's what he liked to do. He liked to take the word of God. This is what he liked to do now. If you don't believe that it's incest, go back in the book of Genesis and you'll see that the Moab was the firstborn of Lot and his oldest daughter. Read the book. This is the Bible. We, we teach mature stuff here. The real deal. Don't be uncomfortable with it. It's real. It happened. You know what I'm saying? This is what he liked to do in the spirit realm. You know, we, we Christian folk, we too religious. <laughs> we get all, no, you can't talk about that. It's in the book, so talk about it. It's got to be in there for a reason. The things are written, are written before time for our learning. It might break somebody free. You understand? Know Come on, y'all. Jesus Christ. So, here's mission. And what he liked to do is, on mission, he'll take, and he'll take that word of God. And he'll mix that thing in. And he'll take the word, and he'll mix it in, the church in, with the world. And he'll bring it up in here, and he'll mix it all in. Now you're on the welfare system. The only, time, only thing you can see for God for now is a blessing. You don't want to do nothing for God. You're on the welfare system, you know. I'm mm. in the house. That's right. Come on. That's measure. Uh-huh. He put you on the welfare system. You know. Now you can be with either one of these shepherds you want to. I choose to be with Jehoshaphat. I'm going to show you why in the end. But now them other two jokes, now they'll mess you up. And if Jehoshaphat ain't careful, <laughs> they'll mess him up too. If you ain't careful, them same two spirits will mess you up. It's your will. Watch what he does. Verse 4. And Misha, well, he means welfare. He's the king of what? Didn't I tell you Moab means incestuous? Huh? Uh-huh. He's a crossbreed. What he does is he like to crossbreed your spirit with the world. That's an incest spirit. It's a crossbreed. It ain't pure. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? Am I helping you up in here? You know, I'm trying to get you to get down inside of you to find out which one of these things is working the most in you. Because all three of them working in all of them. Oh, you don't want to talk to me. See, so you faking it. See, so you faking the funk, but you can't fake it with me. See? Because I'll bust you out. So don't, 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 don't play with me like you got it all like that. Because ain't none of us got it like that. You're looking at me all crazy. And you either out there. You're looking at me all crazy. Because I'm going to tell you the truth about it. Look here. Now he's a shepherd. And Misha, the king of Moab, was a what? 
a sheep master. Ain't we sheep? Huh? He was the master over God's sheep. Huh? Oh boy, now we're getting on down in there. Now watch him. Watch him now. Now, what he did was, in verse 4, he rendered unto the king of Israel, this when Ahab was alive, wickedness, a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams. Do you see? Now he was a sheep master, right? But look what he rendered. See, see, this is what that old spirit, oh boy, I'm going to show y'all something up in here now. Y'all, y'all need to put on y'all holy ghost. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to show y'all what's happening to us. Now, I want you to notice what he gives Ahab. Ahab shepherd too now. Before Jehoram was Ahab, right? Over God's people, right? Look what he was giving. Look what he was giving God's people. Because whatever you give the leader is what the leader going to give the people. No. Says that Misha, he was a sheep master, Right? But look what he gave Ahab. He rendered unto Ahab, the king of Israel, a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams. Didn't say nothing about none of the sheep. See, this is what the church wants to do. The church wants to keep you babes in Christ. Oh, he'll give you that. Keep you a lamb. Because a lamb ain't that strong, y'all. Come on, y'all. Y'all work with me. Work with me. Y'all work with me. Come on, work with me. You know, a lamb ain't that strong, Brenda. So what a lamb will do, you know, a lamb will believe anything. You know what I'm saying? He's just a lamb, a babe, a babe in Christ. So that's all old Misha was doing was giving him babies in Christ. But Misha was a sheep master. Now, he kept all grown to himself. You understand what I'm saying? Because, see, they, yeah, they, cause they could do some things. But another thing that he gave him, watch the word. He gave him ram. That's a goat. Mm. He'll give you the goat too. He'll give the church the goat too. Because he, he know the goat will tie up everything in the church. You know what I'm saying? So now you got two things. You got those that's not strong enough to stand up for the word of God. And then you got the goat. You know that's, that's just taking over everything. Because the leader ain't strong enough to handle what he need to handle in it. So now you got the babes in Christ being tormented by the billy goats. Homeboy got the sheep over here to himself. Because he want to keep them running that. Tell your neighbor, God going to bless you with a new car. Tell your neighbor, God going to bless you with a new house. Tell your neighbor, oh, just spin around five times and just go crazy and bang your head and you will be saved. Yeah, that's going out all over the world. All over the world. And them folk out there, when they see it, they're going to testify because they, they done saw it. They saw it this very hour in church themselves. Oh, yeah. Oh, he ain't got no problem giving you that. That's Misha. That's that old Mobite spirit. That old half and half spirit. Half in and half out. You know, that's what that is. You, ain't, you, you, you keep hollering about you a Christian, but you half in and you half out. You know, nobody know what you... you Double-minded man, unstable in all their ways. You can't trust it because you don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? It'll kill you. You see, you got to know what you're dealing with with this thing. You know, if you're going to walk with, if you're going to walk with the master, the master got to know that you trustworthy, huh? 
I mean, come on. Boy, this thing here, I don't know, but it's good to me. It might not be good to y'all, but it's good to me. Somebody say, it's good to me. It's good to me. Because I can see what this thing is. Hey, boy. Now, look here. Not only did he give Misha, verse 4, at the end, not only did he give the king of Israel, give, a, a, give him a, the king of Israel 100,000 lambs, that means they were unified. And a hundred thousand rams, that means they were unified in chaos too. But he gave it to them with their wool. That means knowledge. So what he did was he gave him the knowledge. With the lamb came the knowledge of the lamb. Ain't much knowledge there. Ain't, ain't much wool on the lamb. Sorry. And the ram, he gave them the knowledge of the ram. Now what's the knowledge of a goat? To chaos. So now you got chaos. Huh? <laughs> now you got chaos all in the church. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Sally, you see how she looked at me? All that old foolish stuff. You see that old hat she had on? Did you see that dress? She ain't heard nothing about the, the message. Ain't heard nothing about the message. Too busy looking at somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm telling you the truth. That's the knowledge of that billy goat. To keep something going all the time. All the time. I'm so glad we got a peaceful church. Say it. I'm so glad we got a peaceful church. We come here and eat like we got good sin. And go on home. And what you do with it after that is up to you. But it ain't like you didn't get it. <laughs> you got what you supposed to have. But you can't. You might have came with another agenda. But you got what you supposed to have. You know. Now, let's go ahead on down through here. Verse 5. Oh, we just going to walk. It said, but it came to pass when Ahab was dead. That the king of Moab, see, now he rebelling against the king of Israel. Oh, Jehoram then set in now, see. See, now he rebelled. Uh-huh. That's what he doing. Now, Ahab is uh, usurious and idolatry. That's what his name means. He's usurious because he had a over, he was henpecked. That's what you call usurious. Henpecked, that's a good word for it. Y'all know what henpecked means. Any of y'all women ever tried to henpeck a man? Don't raise your hand. Because there's one of you in here that tried it, so don't, don't, even, don't even do it. Y'all still try it. <laughs> y'all get a penny. <laughs> <laughs> That's why a man got to be strong. Say, come if y'all y'all peep his weakness, he oh, it's over. Oh, I got him now. I'm gonna pity him. I'm gonna pity him one way or the other. But it's all good, you know. It's all good, as long as you don't fall for it, man. Too much. You gotta know how far to go. You know, oh Ahab, he would, he just complete. He was as flat as a flounder. He just didn't have no fight in him. <laughs> when it comes to Jezebel, what baby, whatever you want. In five weeks. Jezebel, neighbor won't give me the wine field. Don't worry about it. I'll go have neighbor killed or whatever his name was. I'll go have him killed that you could have. You understand what I'm saying? And that was that was Ahab. You know, he didn't have no fight. He didn't have no kahunas as they call. You know what I'm saying? He just was flat. He was a flounder, you know. You know, a flounder ain't got no, a jellyfish ain't got no backbone. They just, you know, that kind of thing. But anyway, 
Watch the word. When he was dead, old king of Moab rebelled. And King Jehoram, which means God is exalted, he went out and retreat. He went out of Samaria. See, now he's on the move. The same time, and he numbered all of Israel. And verse 7 says, and look now. He's hooking up now. And he went and sent to, look who he's going to now. Jehoshaphat. He's going to Jehoshaphat now because before now they didn't deal. The northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, they weren't dealing with them other two. You know, now, see, a new crew done came together. Now when you're in trouble now, you know, that old, that old wicked one, now he want to get with the good one. Now he, I, I need some help. The king of Judah saying, and the king of Moab, now Jehoshaphat means God is judge. And the king of Moab had rebelled against me. That's what he said. He went to Judah. That's what he went to King Jehoshaphat saying, you know, he went crying. He done rebelled against me. Wilt thou go with me against Moab to battle? Look at that. He finna get another man in battle. A man over here got peace. Mind his own business, but here it come. Will you go with me against Moab to battle? And he said, I'll go. Didn't I tell you Jehoshaphat had one weakness? He would hook up with the wrong thing. I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and thy houses as thy houses. See, church folk, look here. That's why you don't see me messing with a lot of different churches or people or ministers and stuff. Because you have to be careful. I have to be, I have to be careful with that. A lot of people don't like that, but it don't make no difference. God set me over y'all. I take care of y'all and whatever else God give me, you know, to take care of, you know. But, you see, I ain't going to be, because see, I don't know them people's lifestyle. And see, I get hooked up with some stuff. I got my own problem that I'm doing pretty good with, and I don't, I don't need no trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because these those folk got background just like I got background, you know, and some of them might be still active. You know, you don't know what these folk are doing, you know. These big-time preachers and stuff, I ain't saying nothing bad about them, but are you there with them 24-7? Do you know anything about them folk? You don't know nothing except what you see on television and the hype. That's all you know. Don't you, wouldn't you rather be with somebody you know got a broke leg than somebody got a broke leg and you don't know they got a broke leg? And you find out that they got a broke leg too late? Don't that make sense? To know what you're dealing with. So he rebelled. Verse 8 says, And he, Jehoram, said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, The way through the wilderness of Edom. Look here. Which way shall we go up? Ain't but one way to go up. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. There ain't no other way. You ask which way? The way of Jesus. Because he is the way, right? So Jehoshaphat tells him, he said, now, we're going to have to go through the wilderness of Edom. And the wilderness of Edom is the teaching that are fit for feeding God's flock. If we're, going, if we're going to get to where we got to go, and we, we got to get the teachings that are fit for feeding God's flock. And they got to be uninhabited teachings. Then other, it can't be that old recycle, tell your neighbor stuff. It's got to be new stuff that you ain't heard before. Are you understanding what the wilderness of Edom is? That's teachings that are fit 
for feeding God's flock. Revelatory knowledge that you haven't heard before because you never passed this way before. You never passed this way before. And that's why he keeps saying you can't put old, a new wine in an old wine skin. You can't do it, see? Because you already done passed through that. And this new thing, you can't see. We're doing a new thing. And the people ain't, well, look, Brenda always remind me, she said, Larry, it's like this. She said, you don't understand that House of Destiny breaking ground. We pioneers. We're in, let, me, let me enlighten y'all like I've been enlightened by her. We are in the Bible Belt. Do you understand that it's the most conservative, the most theological, the most religious? We smack dab in the Bible belt. And it's going to take in the south. And with teachings like we give, they get it out there in L.A. and they get it out there in Texas where them boys at. You know all them guys, you know. But we breaking new ground here. The people ain't caught up yet. They still hitting the organ and scooting across the floor. They haven't caught up with this. They don't even think it's God unless they done fell out four or five times. They don't even think God showed up. And most of the time with all of that, ain't nothing showed up but the devil. That's them devil throwing them in the water and on the and in the fire, throwing them all over the benches and stuff. That's what the devil be doing. That's them spirits coming out of them. And then when them spirits come out of them, they gotta go somewhere. And if you ain't right, they're going you. That's why you don't see me up in there doing a whole lot of that unless God say do it. I don't do it because I know you can't shoot God's power like an automatic weapon. Even Jesus couldn't do that. So why do I think I can tell folk a lot? I told you about that old Mobite spirit. The old Mobite spirit all up in the church. Uh, she liked it. <laughs> but, uh, but look here. And so the king of Israel went. And the king of Judah and the king of Edom. Now they done brought in the king of Edom because see he's got to get them through. He know the will in it. And they fetched a compass of seven days' journey. Uh huh. And there were, look what the key. They got all of them together, all of them church folk, all of them leaders of the church. But they didn't even take no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. Watch this. Them three kings, them kings got together, three of them. Two of them were shepherds, Jehoshaphat, because they were going against the other shepherd. Jehoshaphat and Jehoram, they were shepherds. Of God's people. But they didn't even have sense enough to take no water. In other words, they didn't have a sense to take no anointing with them. How you going to get through something you don't know nothing about without the anointing of God bringing you through it? Amen, it's right. So they ain't have no, 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 no spiritual uh, blessings with them. And they didn't have nothing for their feelings and affections either, their cattle. So in other words, they were traveling in a dry land with themselves. You ever did that? Have you ever been in church and it was just plain dry to your, within your soul? It's not that the church was dry. It was that you were. Uh-huh. You the one didn't have the water. 
Water was flowing all around. <laughs> Water was flowing all around. And the man of God was giving you instruction on how to get the water. But you were so caught up on that mobite and in that mobite spirit that, and you were so caught up in that Jehoram spirit where you want to worship the golden calf. So you, 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 instead of you listening to God how to get you out the dry place, you trying to figure out, I need another job. I, I need this. I need that. See, that's that Moabite spirit to keep you from God. So, so what they did here, they went, and they didn't have, verse 9 at the end, they didn't have no water, no nothing. And verse 10 said, and the king of Israel, now this is the one, that had him in the beginning go out there. Now look at him. Now he done changed. Now he said, alas, that the Lord, now he blamed on the Lord, had called these three kings together, that's them, to deliver them into the hand of Moab. God ain't done nothing. They the one who took counsel to do it, did they? Now he's saying God. See how we, now we blaming God. Now the whole thing done backfired on us. Now we blaming God for what we did. You understand? That's what we do. That's exactly what we do. And then, verse 11 says, But Jehoshaphat said, Didn't I tell you all it's good to have somebody with the Spirit of God with you? But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord? Wow. See, when you're in trouble, you got to learn how to call on the name of the Lord. That we may inquire of the Lord by him. See, they should have did this in the beginning, but they didn't. So a lot of times we don't want to call on God till we get in trouble. Amen? Amen. We wait till we knee deep in hell and now all of a sudden, oh Lord. Ain't that up? <laughs> Why are we like that? Uh, that's what we do. We wait the whole hell break loose and then now we go, oh Lord. Well, why wasn't you praying, putting up some, 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 some walls against the adversary before? Why you got to wait before you can be real with God? Why you got to wait till something hit you in the head? Now, all of a sudden, you hollering, oh, God. Oh, that's what they're doing here. And one of the kings of Israel's servants answered and said, wow. Here is Elijah, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of, of Elijah. Now ain't this strange here that one of the church members would tell the old crazy shepherd there's Elijah, prophet of the Lord. Huh? And he ain't it. <laughs> you better be careful what you follow. <laughs> You'll be crazy that lunatic. You know what I'm saying? You'll be out your mind. And then it's too late. You too. See, you went with all the glitter, all the events, all the spectacular building and all that. Let me tell y'all something. God ain't never, and she taught me that too, God ain't never uh, interested in what these physical buildings look like. Amen. Only thing God is interested in is what them sheep look like inside that building. <laughs> you, did you understand? Did you understand that if you don't understand nothing else? You know what I'm saying? He ain't never cared nothing about that. Everybody want a big building. You know, big pretty building. And, and you look like a maggot in the inside, Jesus said. 
filthy on the inside. Yeah, you clean on the outside, but inside your cup's filthy. That's what he tells them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he ain't. And, and the first thing that they they tried to do to Jesus, the disciples, to show you how people are, they want to show them how magnificent that building was. Jesus said, "Man, I ain't interested in that. Man, that thing there. Before it's over, with, not one stone will be left on top of it, and four all of us cast down. In other words, that don't move me." The only thing that moved me is your spiritual growth. That's the only thing that moved Jesus. Jesus said, if I've not been with you all this time and you still don't know, Jesus told uh, Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you a ruler, man. You a ruler of other people, and you don't even know this? That he must be born again? You don't even know that? He goes on and says, yeah, and there's a prophet. Elijah means God of salvation, or God is salvation. He said, now he's a judge. Shaphat means he's a judge too. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. Now Jehoshaphat knew him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom, they went down to him. And Elijah said unto the king of Israel, now he talked to old Jeroboam, old Jehoram, because he don't like him. He said, what have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father and to the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord had called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, watch this, surely were it not that I regard the presence of who? The king of Judah. I would not look toward thee nor see thee. In other words, boy, it ain't what you know, but sometimes it's who you know. If it had not been for the white man being with him, Jehoram knew that from the beginning. He knew he was going to need some real help from God. That's why he hooked up with him in the beginning. Cunning. Cunning. They want to use you to get what they want. And then afterwards, they'll throw you away. But watch what Elijah does. Before Elijah say anything, he say, but now bring me. This is the prophet. He say, I need you to bring me a minstrel. In other words, I need to hear some music. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. Ephesians 5.19 says that we need to speak to ourselves in psalms and hymns and making merry melody of music within our hearts. You see, in other words, we need to sit down and let the melody of God play. Put on some good music and just let God begin to speak. I'm not talking about that old boopity-boop gospel stuff. You can't hear no God in that. That ain't no God in that mess. You need to get some anointed music, minstrel music. I was up the other day listening to some music. That's what we was playing this morning. Good music that can saturate the house. You know, the anointing. Everybody can't bring the anointing in. It's not an easy thing to do. That's a profession that God has placed in us to do that. And if we come in here half cocked, it ain't going to go right. Mm, that's right. If I come in here half cocked, I ain't going to preach right. That's, right. that's why I do my job hard. And then I make sure that I tighten the thing up on Sunday morning before I even get here. You know what I'm saying? 
if I can get rolling, because once I get rolling in the spirit, see, I can go with it, you know. But I can't read this thing on Wednesday and don't pick it up no more and then come back and talk about on Sunday morning, I'm going to get up here and preach. I'm finna make a mess of things. Oh, it's a job, people. It's a job. It's a, it's a hard job. But you got to love doing it. He said, now, if it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even look your way. But now bring me a minstrel. In other words, play me some music. I'm almost finished. And he said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. <laughs> for thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain, yet that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye, your cattle, and your beast. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. And not only that, but he will deliver the Moabites also into your hands. Church, let me tell you something. Whatever ditch or whatever valley you're in this morning, don't make no difference what it is. Sorrow, grief, poverty, pain, aggravation, spiritual dryness, physical sickness. It makes no difference whatever valley that you're in this morning. You better pick up your spiritual shovel. And you better start digging some ditches down in there. Because you're going to have to make room for God to bring the waters of his spirit and his blessings in that place of the valley of the shadow of death that you're living in. You understand what I'm saying? I've been in church. You got to take that shovel. You got to dig some ditches. Somebody say I need to dig some ditches in my valley. Because if you don't learn how to dig some ditches in your valley, guess what? Your valley is going to always keep you in a place where you're never going to come out of because you ain't going to be able to see that the sun is shining until you see it overhead, but it's also shining when it's over there because you've got that mountain on that side of the valley and it's shining over there because you got that mountain. You can't see it because of that mountain. You're going to have to dig some ditches. Amen. And when the Spirit of the Lord comes in, well, you done dug those ditches, not only will He give you x-ray vision to see what you need to see, not only will he give you the vision to get what you need to get, not only will he give you the vision to get what you want to get, but God said, this is a small thing in my sight. So not only will I do that, but I will also move those mobites. I'm going to deliver you out of the hands of the mobites. You know them things that keep taking you out of church, that keep keeping you out of church, them things that keep messing you up in your family, them things that keep messing you up in your life, them things that keep messing you up in everything that you're trying to do in life. God said, it's a small thing for me to do this. And not only that, but when I do this, I'm going to also do this. I'm going to deliver you. Amen. Out of your place. You understand what I'm saying? So when God comes in Amen. 
And when God begins to deliver himself in you, when you begin to dig some ditches in you, come on up, baby. When God begins, no, 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 don't need I'll call you up in a minute. When God begins to do some work in you, when you begin to pick up that shovel and you begin to dig, you know, you begin to, to, to dig them ditches and you start playing that song, I won't go back. You know what I'm saying? You begin to, to start ministering to yourself. On the real deal, you know. See, what the devil tried to take it off from the front end, I almost cussed. We cut chilling in here, so I ain't going to do it. But when God tried to take it out on this side, we're going to come back. And we're going to get our praise on the other side. The devil is a stinking lie. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't going back. I ain't going back. And I don't want you to go back either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't get, a, don't get out of place about a preacher saying something he ain't got, that y'all think he ain't got no bit. Because let me tell you something. Elijah, when that devil came to see him, Elijah said, see what that son of a you-know-what won't. See what that son of a you-know-what won't. What do you think he said? What do you think he said? Mm-hmm. Sing that song for me, baby. Have you been changed this morning? If you've been changed this morning, y'all need to just come on up here because I want to anoint y'all. Y'all need some help. All of us do. Just come on up here. Keep the cameras rolling. Let it roll. Go ahead. Sing the song. Sing it. Sing the song. Peace. Pray. The devil ain't going to steal our joy. The devil ain't gonna steal it. I've been praise the Lord, everybody. Give God praise up in here. We got children back there need need help and ain't got sisters up to come here and get get anointed to feel better. <laughs> well, if you don't come, you won't get nothing. I've got joy. Oh, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the holy name of God. Praise His holy name. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. And favor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. You got to believe God to do what he say he's going to do. You got to believe God to bless you. You got to believe God to hold you. You got to believe God to walk with you. You got to bless him, bless him in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Bless him, bless him. Oh, bless your holy name. Me Praise the Lord, everybody. I won't go back. Go back to the way it used to be. Came and changed me. I won't go back. Go back to the way it used to be. Your presence came and changed me. Flow to you. Flow to you. Yeah. 
everybody glory 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 thank you jesus glory 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 praise the lord praise him praise the lord bless him lord in the name of our savior jesus christ right now is the moment is the day i've been I have waited for this moment to come. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, bless him. Bless his holy name. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. I won't go back. I can't go back. Where it used to be. The devil is a liar. The devil is not going to steal our praise. The devil is not going to take our joy. The devil is not going to take our salvation. The devil is a stupid liar. That's what he is. Before your presence came and said, Flow to you, flow to you, flow to you, flow to you. Keep planting in that key. Flow to you, let the river of my worship flow to you, Lord, I pray, and all I do, let the river of my worship flow to you. Streams in the valley, they swell with the rain, like the songs of my heart. Rise and bless your name, flow to you, flow to you. Come on up, baby, come on. to you let all my worship let all
I hear the Spirit. I don't want to mess this up with words. Because right now what God is doing, he's ministering all by himself. So I'm just going to let him do it. Let him do it. Let him do it. And let God just do what he has to do. And the only thing I'm going to say to you is, just turn around and go back to your seat. Because, see, I don't want to mess it up with words. So I know when to back up. And I know when to let the Spirit have his way. So you let the Spirit do in you what needs to be done. Amen. Because God is doing... Listen, when God began to do things in children, I know God's Spirit is working in the house. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's where we need to be, y'all. I'm going back and take my seat. We're going to be dismissed and let the Spirit go right on with you. Let the Spirit go on with you. Let him just wrap himself all around you. Now embrace one another. I mean, family is right there together. Something is going on, y'all, in family. Something is going on. Y'all embrace one another. And sometimes we don't hug one another. We don't hug friends. Y'all embrace one another. God is doing something. God is doing something. God is doing something. God is doing something, y'all. He's doing something. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God. Okay. Thank you. Where it used to be. Hey, I won't go back. I can't go back. To the way it used to be Before your presence came and changed me I won't go back We can't go back To the way it used to be Before your presence came and changed me I won't go back, I can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back, I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be 
Before your presence came and changed me, I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. Hallelujah. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way it used to be. Before your presence came and changed me. Praise God. I won't go back and go back to the way it used to be for your presence came and changed me. I won't go back, can't go back to the way to be before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back, I can't go back to the way it should be before your presence came and changed me. I won't go back, I can't go back to the way it should be. Came and changed me. Hallelujah. I won't go back. I can't go back to the way to be. Before your presence came and changed me. Amen. Digging some ditches. Digging some ditches. <laughs> 